Selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? It's always a great day in the Selling from the Heart community when we podcast. I oh, absolutely so... love hanging out with our guests. Just wait to hear this conversation we have with our guest, AJ, today. You're absolutely going to love it. This is going to be a, an amazing episode of Selling from the Heart. I'm just, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm excited. And Larry, I am fired up because we are literally days away from the inaugural Breakthrough Sales Leaders Retreat. We're going to get to hang out with some incredible sales leaders here on October 20th in sunny Fort Worth, Texas. It's going to be <laughs> the group of people that is registered for this. Uh, this event is going to be amazing. And Ah, I just I'm so fired up. And by the way, if you're in the area or you just want to jump in the car or on a plane and you're a sales leader, uh, if we've got any tickets left by the time this thing releases, we'd love to see you there. It's going to be up close and personal. We got Dave Sanderson, Holly Dowling. It's uh, going to be uh, so, and you and so I, powerful. You forgot. And you and I. Well, yeah, that too, I, huh? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> hey, if you're new, welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. And if you're new, I want to let you know you have joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. This fall has been amazing, Larry. What's uh, What's been going on with the trust building challenge we had earlier this fall? Um, and then all the motion off the back of that, as more and more people are discovering their why we had our YOS workshop with Dan Dominguez, and Jackie Joy, like just so many things going on right now with sales professionals and sales leaders saying, okay, I get it. I want to double down on authenticity right now. And, uh, right here in the beginning of the fourth quarter, what a great time to, to step up our games. No, absolutely. You know, and oftentimes, I mean, hang out on social, listen to podcasts and things like that. You're going to hear the word authenticity being, you know, thrown around. Come hang out with us. We're going to we're go deep into what authenticity really means, how to bring your authentic self to the forefront and how this applies to help you grow your sales and more importantly, grow your relationships out in the marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. And when we think of authenticity, you know, you, you, you think of the word authenticity and you think of people in your network that you know. And today's guest is a new friend to me, but he's an old friend to you, Larry. I, I want you to introduce AJ and let's dive in. AJ McQuarrie, welcome. But first of all, I have to give you all the backstory on AJ because I just love everything about AJ. He <laughs> epitomizes selling from the heart. But uh, you all know I'm heavily involved in my community. I met AJ when he came to spoke of my Kiwanis group here in the city that I live in. And we instantaneously hit it off. And there's this, I'm, I've always of that, that demeanor that, you know what, things happen for a reason. You meet people for a reason. AJ is one of those people I believe I met for a reason. We've been in the National Speakers Association in LA together. He's soon to become the, the president actually next year. 
And such a great backstory, such a kindred spirit. AJ, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Hey, thanks for having me. I remember that day very vividly. <laughs> <laughs> How could you forget? How could you forget? Uh, how could you forget this face and meet me? <laughs> I work hard on this. <laughs> well, AJ, you've got an ins incredibly inspirational message. It's so powerful uh, for all sales professionals. But let's just begin where we always begin with the Selling from the Heart podcast. And that is with the question, AJ, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? I never thought you would ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had some time to think about this, thankfully, because I've been listening to your podcast. By the way, awesome podcast. Uh, I, I learned so much from this podcast every time I listen to it. I think at, to the core of like selling from the heart, it means it, it comes down to your intention as the sales professional and having the, the buyer's best interests at heart and having good intentions from the very beginning. And, you know, at the end of the day, as sales professionals, we're solving people's problems, right? We're solving people's um, issues. We're providing solutions. So I think if you go into the sale, knowing that with the best intentions, knowing that your product, your service is going to ultimately help this person in some way, shape or form, then you're truly being authentic, which I love that you guys opened up with that because that's what it comes down to being authentic and having good intentions. Well, see, here, here's what here's what's, and I'm glad you brought the word up intention, AJ, because a lot of times we may, I'm just going to, I just got to throw it out there. We'll go in with intentions, but the intentions of what can I do? How can I advance this in the fastest way possible? And, it, you know, if we flip this around, it's how can we be intentional by putting them first and what comes after that next? Mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, a special shout out because our, we've had the honor of having Scott Schilling on the podcast and in our community for, for a while. And one of his favorite sayings is this high intention, low attachment is just walk into this with the high intention that we're there to help, but low attachment as to what happens next. Let that conversation go where that conversation's going to go. Absolutely. And you'll sell more in the process. Amen. I love it. Amen. That. I love it. Well, you know, one thing that's definitely true about sales is it has rough moments. <laughs> There's no shortage of tough moments in tough, tough seasons, even in any sales profession. And the ability to be resilient, the ability to bounce back is something that is so critical for all of us to develop. And that's why I'm really thankful that that you're here today to coach us on that. Um I, as we as we start this conversation, though, I, I'd just love if you could share with some of the listeners your story and 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 where you got to that that you know brought you to really unpacking how, how what it takes to bounce back. Absolutely, yeah. So I like to say that I've I'm an entrepreneur who's been through it all. You know, highs, lows. I know the roller coaster analogy is overused, but. <laughs> Like this roller coaster was flipping upside down, maybe had a crash or two. And each and every time, luckily, I was able to bounce right back and overcome my setbacks. And that's ultimately what I've been doing. What I'd like to talk about now is crafting your comeback. And in mm -hmm. sales, we all have setbacks. We all have things going on. So my original kind of my backstory is I, I've, I'm like one of those entrepreneurs who is 
been an entrepreneur since I was 10 years old. I've had all these random businesses throughout the years. But the business that put me on the map, so to speak, was a healthy vending company. Uh, it's called Karma Box Vending. I started it in college when I was 20, 21 years old. And there was a totally different business and different model then, but that's when I started getting into the vending machine business. And it was a pretty simple model originally. So we made phone calls, we placed vending machines and that sort of thing. But I had this vision to grow a vending machine brand because, you know, when you think of coffee, you think of Starbucks or if you're in Boston, Dunks. When you think of pizza, you think of, I don't know, Pizza Hut. Uh, when you think of vending, what do you think of? There's no... <laughs> there's company. nothing yeah yeah maybe coca-cola but that's a drink company they, right they, so i was like why don't they have a vending brand and i wanted to change that so in order to change that you got to scale and mm. scale the yeah when you start to scale all of a sudden you start getting to the point where you've got to get capital in and now you start getting extended <laughs> i see how this story <laughs> is starting to develop here yeah, so essentially what I ended up doing was, so I, I was on the show Dragon's Den, which is the Canadian version of Shark Tank. When I was like 21 years old, I got to pitch in front of Kevin O'Leary, Robert Herjavec, and they gave me some great feedback. They basically said I had nothing proprietary about my model. You're always they, so kind they, and generous, uh, Somehow I, I don't think they said it as nice as that, but I can, I can guarantee what went down. Yeah, Kevin O'Leary called me a cockroach. <laughs> oh, that's good. And, and you were dead yeah. to him and all of those. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind good. Of, uh, yeah, a funny story about him. I can tell you later. I actually met him a week before I filmed. So uh, he's actually a really nice guy in person. Not on the show. Uh, not on the show at all. So yeah, I ended up changing my whole business model. So I didn't get a deal on Dragon's Den and I was devastated. I moved back to Boston where I grew up brought all my vending machines with me and I, I ended up kind of tweaking my model and I created a kind of almost like a franchise. We called it a business opportunity. And that's how we scaled very quickly. In three years, we had $4 million in sales, 89 cities across the country. Wow. And um, yeah, like, my biggest success turned out to be my biggest failure. Uh, we grew way too fast. I was very bad at managing the money. I was very bad at managing the people. I was a 20-something-year-old who had no business running a multi-million dollar company. And it ended up forcing me into a $1.5 million bankruptcy mm. in 2018. And that was really rough. It was emotionally rough. Um, financially rough, of course, but mm -hmm. more so it took years to recover from that emotionally. And during that process is when I kind of reflected on all of my setbacks, including the tragic death of my life partner in 2015 and my bankruptcy and all these other things that went on. Even Dragon's Den, in a way, was a big setback because I failed, so to speak, on national television by not getting a deal. Mm -hmm. So I ended up reflecting and realizing that I have this process that I've been following to overcome my setbacks. And what I do and I recommend for salespeople out there is you take the comeback pill. Um, pill stands for pain, impact, lessons, and then you got to let it go. And I kind of, every time I do that, like I, I was just shipping my computer back to the, I was bringing my computer back from LA. I'm in Boston right now. And my, my 
$2,000 iMac had a big crack in it on the side. And I took the comeback pill and lo and behold, I was like, ah, I feel so much better. It's like, you feel the pain, <laughs> you go through it, be, be angry, be sad, do whatever you have to do, go through that, call your friends, talk to your therapist, whatever, feel that pain, don't suppress that. And then I break down the impact of the setback. Will this matter in a week? Will this matter in a month? Will this matter in a year? And typically, once you go through that, you're like, ah, this isn't even going to matter next week. Why do I care so much? Mm. And then the lessons, obsessively look for the lessons. And I had so many lessons in that. The guy threw my bag and I watched him throw my bag. I didn't speak up. I didn't tell him there was a computer in there. It was delicate. I just should have spoke up. I should have told him it ended up cracking my screen. Just a little example. And then I was able to let it go. And I'm still not, I'm still over it, which is good. (laughs) (laughs) And and thanks for it. That's a great acronym. Another acronym. Here we are. I like Hill, that. Another acronym, but but it's but it's Good. great. But that's I mean, let's just think about it for a second because this this podcast is listened to worldwide by sales professionals and sales leaders. And how many times? And I'll raise my hand. It's happened to us. It's happened to Daryl. AJ, I know you've walked through it. We lose a deal. We've been working on this forever, and we lose a deal, or unfortunately, we lose a client. And how often do we go into that spiral and we just spiral and we spiral and we spiral and we let all these things happen to us. We can't see the trees through the forest and that forest is just covered with a big dark blanket that we can't see through. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love this acronym of pill because at some point you got to let it go. You have yeah. to let it go or it just wreaks havoc. Yeah. And I'll give you another little thing that I do. If, if I can't let it go, which sometimes happens. Um, it happened right after my bankruptcy. My Mercedes was smashed and it was like a huge setback. It was like the one material possession I had left of my success and it was really bad. Uh, and essentially, in that case, what I do is you know how we attach the stories all the time bad, good, whatever the case may be. So I literally just, I call plant the plan B pill. And that's if you can't let it go and it's still eating away at you. I basically create another scenario that could have happened that would have been a lot worse. So, Hmm. you know, your car got totaled and it's smashed and it's gone. Well, maybe that saved your life because if it didn't get totaled, you would have driven somewhere that weekend and been in a horrific car crash or something, you know, (laughs) it's like you create a worse off scenario that could have happened. It's potentially going to happen and it makes you feel grateful for that setback. So that's another little trick I do. You know, it's interesting just thinking about the P on this processing the pain and and how critical that is for sales professionals. I'll say this often. It's a tough profession. It's extremely rewarding, but it's extremely challenging because of the rejection along the way, whether that's a you know rejection from a cold call multiplied times 30 over a given day, <laughs> or whether that's losing a deal, like Larry said, that you put your heart into. And, you know, I think as sales professionals, we have this, um, at least I do, you know, I'm a positive guy. I'm positive. I'm just stuff that well, I don't want to deal with that. We'll stuff that. And, uh, I had this experience a couple of weeks ago. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know, my, my son just went to college. So as a dad, like that's a pretty emotional experience when your kid goes off to college. In fact, it's very, very emotional more so than I expected. <laughs> and, um, I'm going to cry right now. Not on the podcast. So, so anyhow, so I have all this, uh, in the weeks leading up to that, I had all this pent up emotion, grief, all this stuff about, and excitement about all of it. 
but I noticed that I'm a usually pretty easygoing, level-headed person. I bit several people's heads off, right? Like it was, <laughs> it was, you're like, you did? Yeah. And uh, it was because there was so much bottled up emotion mm -hmm. that was just, you know, it was a very thin veneer. And, and I think, you know, and maybe the parallel to this, to, to all of us in sales, if you look at the stacked up pain, um, you know, and I'm going to put life pain aside and that's, I mean, that's got its own issues. I'm just talking about the pain of business of being in sales, the regular everyday rejection and lost deals and, and all of that. And you don't deal with that. Mm -hmm. That stacks up, and now you got a thin veneer, and yep. like one one little bad thing happens, and you know you're spiraling down. Someone cuts you off in the freeway, and you're freaking out, right? Mm -hmm. And and all of this, and so coach us through, if you would, like what do you do? What do you do at the level of pain to to process that? Like what's what's a healthy <laughs> healthy way to navigate through and process all of that? Yeah, that you, I think that's a great question. Basically, when you have in entrepreneurship in general, in sales, as entrepreneurs, as sales professionals, like it can also be very lonely. Mm -hmm. So I think by having mm -hmm. like a buddy, a, a, a work blitz buddy. So I do a lot of work blitzes with my fellow entrepreneurial friends and we just go on Zoom. We say hi for a few minutes. We mute ourselves and then we get to work. Oh, that's and awesome. Yeah, because it's, especially with the virtual world, it can get lonely, right? So, right. Um, and, and salespeople do call blitzes, you know, if you're mm -hmm. doing a lot of cold calls, go on with your coworkers, go on with your friends and just chat, chat for a bit, mute yourselves and then do your calls and do your work. And what's, what's good about that is you can come back and you can process the pain with a friend. Like, mm. oh my God, I just got hung up on or this person was so rude to me and you could get it out in that moment and then you can kind of move on. Whereas if exactly what you said, if you're home, you're, that's just bottled up and we're, mm -hmm. we're not processing things properly. Um, the other thing is I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Uh, therapy changed my life and uh, our lives are so complicated and complex today and there's so much going on. So just being able to have that third party person that you could just talk mm -hmm. out your stuff with is extremely helpful. You know, and, and I, I love this and I'm glad that we're going down this road because we dove it. We've we should be diving into this more, but the, you know, the mental health aspects of sale, I mean, sales is rough, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to prepare yourself for what you're getting into. The highs are highs and the lows are lows, but when the lows are lows, you got to have a great inner circle. And I, and I love this. It, it sounds like they're almost accountability partners. I'm mm -hmm. a firm believer in that. You're a big believer in therapy. So am I. Here's the other thing is I believe that salespeople out there should find mentors, Sales mm. leaders should find mentors, right? People who've been down the journey already mm -hmm. that could help prepare them for certain things, right? Hey, I just want to prepare you, right? Sometimes you're going you're gonna to take a left turn when you should have taken a right turn. And these mm -hmm. are the things that you should prepare yourself for. It happens every day in sales. But yet what happens? If we want to talk, we go to a sales manager who says, or she says, right? He or she says, just suck it up, right? Mm -hmm. Get over it. Make mm -hmm. more calls, right? Go find mm -hmm. another opportunity and all that. Increase your activity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we. It's like that's the solution, right? Is do more activity. Let the let the pain <laughs> yeah. and anger yeah. fuel your activity, and then then we we wonder why we're we have such mental health issues in the sales. <laughs> right. I, I think this is a really good thing for everyone to think about: is how are you going to process the pain, and then you get to the eye that with the eye of the pill. What happens next? Let's unpack that a little bit more because this is so powerful, AJ. Yeah, because, you know, setbacks come in all shapes and sizes and like mm -hmm. you're wearing a nice white shirt and you spill coffee on your shirt. That's a <laughs> minor setback, uh, you know, and then there's a, a higher degree as you spill white coffee on your white shirt before a very important sales meeting that's a little bit more severe and then you spill the coffee and you have third degree burns and you're in the hospital <laughs> that's a bigger setback. so when you break down the impact it right. kind of puts it in perspective and you're like ah i'll just get a new shirt i'll just change my shirt right now it's like we can get so so bottled up by and so impacted by the impact sometimes yeah. or the lack of impact so yeah breaking it down and i was just i like i said earlier like one week, one month, one year. Yep. Um, if it's not going to matter in a week, let it go. If it's not going to matter, if it's going to matter in a month still, maybe you want to talk it out, get a therapist, call your friends, whatever, like really process it more and go through some steps. If it's going to matter in a year, definitely get some therapy and get some things. If it's a huge setback and it's really going to impact your life. But yeah, just kind of reframing and looking at it and be like, ah, it's not even that big of a deal. You know, my, my crack screen, it's it still works. I can, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get a new screen eventually. So it's like these little things that, um, because that impacts your mood that impacts and then your mood impacts how you, your actions and, you know, it's all connected and you got to just kind of chill and the impact <sighs> helps you chill. Oh, this is good. So we, Hey Daryl, we got to continue this. The P, the I. What's let it go. What's yeah, that's right. lessons, 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 and then let it go. Okay, I got a question for let it go, but let's let's see what <laughs> lessons we can learn. Exactly, obsessively look for the lessons. Mm -hmm. They're there, and it just kind of again it puts it in a new positive perspective, and you can be like, well, I learned something from this. You know, it's like uh, John Maxwell: sometimes you win, sometimes sometimes you learn. And it's like, there are always lessons in there and you got to just look for them, find them, dig them up and, and really reflect on them and, and look at them. And, you know, with my bankruptcy, I was like, I'm still looking at the lessons from 2018. Like, what did I do wrong? Where did I go wrong? What happened? And it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a healthy thing to do. And, mm -hmm. and you learn from it, you grow from it, and then you become grateful in many ways for that setback because it gave you these nice little nuggets that you can take with you moving forward. Oh, mm. hey, just hey, really quick, AJ, you brought up John Maxwell. When you were bringing that up, I glanced at Daryl. He had a smile on his face just because recently he was listening to a John Maxwell podcast and he drops me a link and he goes, you got to check this podcast out. And he was talking about failures and one quote out of the podcast that sums up exactly what you're saying. John Maxwell goes on to say this, there's success in failures. Mm. So powerful because we can learn from all these lessons Absolutely. And the bigger the failure, almost like the bigger the pat on the back you should give yourself. Yeah. Like, wow, you did that. Good job. Like, yeah. you put yourself out there. You took the risk. And yeah, we should celebrate them more. Well, and that to our, all of our friends in sales, we did take the risk. You know, we didn't get into this sales profession knowing that we're going to be, you know, like someone collecting tolls at a toll booth 
um, getting the same check every single week. We got into sales because we knew that we wanted to be entrepreneurs who wanted to go out and we wanted to have some control over our destiny. We wanted to challenge ourselves and all of that. And so I think the reality is um, there is there is failure. My friend Pablo Giacopelli says failure is the most fertile ground on the planet for learning. Mm, and this is, that. you know, so there is there there is no loss. Um, you know, the the reality is, yeah, of course, of course, you're going to fail. Of course, you can. You know, you never win. Uh, yeah, there was so much on that John Maxwell po podcast. Oh. I wish you could invite him in, but he was like, did you fail in the direction of your goal? Like maybe you didn't hit yeah. the goal, but did you fail in the direction? You're Were you trying. You won. Exactly. Did you learn something? Yep. You know, yeah. and, and all that, you know, if you failed away from the direction of your goal, then there's something a little bit different. But if you went, I mean, you were out there going for it, building mm -hmm. a business and all mm -hmm. of that, you learned, you know, you failed in the direction of your goal and you're going to, you're going to have that those lessons are going to 10x in your life. I believe that. And I think that this uh, this last thing about let it go. Here's my question about let it go. <laughs> what do you do if it comes back? Oh, <laughs> what do you do you if go. it comes? What do you go? Okay, I'm letting it go. And then, you know, at 3 a.m. two days later, you wake up in the middle of the night and boom, it's right back. What do you do if that thing starts haunting you? Then I would go through the process again, potentially. But if it's still kind of eating away at you, that is when I take plan B. And that's when I do. So I'll tell you plan B exactly. It's another acronym. It's do it. And uh, the do is delusional optimism equals if then. So <laughs> delusional optimism is when you're making you're a little delusional, like when my car got totaled and got smashed up, I was like, well, maybe this weekend I would have been in a terrible car crash if, if that didn't happen. So it's like, if then, if my car didn't get totaled, then I would have been a worse off scenario. So that's kind of what I do. And I know it's a little woo woo and some people might think it's out there, but I go back to attaching to stories. We attach to stories all the time. Why the heck not attach to a more positive one and just mm. kind of flip that around. Two acronyms. Hey, we, we learned two new acronyms on the podcast today, right <laughs> That's on right. AJ. That's, That's awesome. Right. <laughs> this is this is so relevant and so powerful. And the cool thing is, you've been writing about this. Tell us about yes. this book that's coming out this week. Yeah, it's called Craft Your Comeback: Turning Setbacks into Advantages After Failures, Flukes, and F-ups. And I uh, kind of another concept is the three F's kind of, again, all these things we have going right as, as, as speakers and coaches. And, uh, but yeah, the three F's is basically uh, categorizing the setback. Is it a failure? Mm. Is it a fluke? Is it an F up? And basically what that does is it, it, it puts it in a box and it allows you to really process to see how much you're responsible for that setback or not, how mm. much control you have over that setback and F up you, it's all you, it's on you you effed up right uh, a fluke it's out of your control it's a tragedy it's an accident it's an earthquake it's you know it's out of your control and then the the failure is like a mix of both so by by categorizing it like okay this setback what is it and then it allows you to kind of process it a little bit more and follow the steps and then you go through the comeback pill and you should be fine by the end <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. So, so yeah. Good. So, um, 
give us the name of the book again because I want everyone to hit pause right now, go to Amazon and get a copy of this and leave a review for our friend AJ. Craft your comeback, turning setbacks into advantages after failures, flukes, and F-ups. I've been working on it for years. I know uh, you have. Yeah, Larry knows. He's been uh, he's been super helpful during the process. And I just, uh, yeah, I started it originally back in 2016 when my business hit a million dollars in sales its first year. And I, I, it was a totally different message, a totally different concept. It was kind of like, look at me. I made it. This is how you can make it. And I'm actually glad in many ways that it, it, it turned into this because this is so much more valuable. And I, I kind of went back and I rewrote it and it took many, many years. And it was a process that I'm now proud to say is finished. And yeah, I, I, I hope people can read it. It's very personal. I tell a lot of personal things. And it's like a mix of personal stories mixed with tips and action items and that sort of thing. So awesome. Awesome. Well, AJ, thanks for sharing your heart with us today. This has been extremely inspirational and practical both. And uh, we, we appreciate you being a selling from the heart champion. You rock. Thank you so I'm much. An, I'm an AJ fan. I love this guy. <laughs> That's right. Guy. This is actually my first podcast interview. No, I've, get out of here. Yeah, I've never been. All right. Yeah. Just get Maybe ready. Many yeah. years ago, I was on one. Uh, really You're on the tour now with yeah. this book. Ladies and gentlemen, craft your comeback. AJ McCory. It's thanks so much for here, hanging out with us hey, today. This has been amazing. Me. Amazing. Wow, oh, Larry. It, I, so I, practical. You know what? And I am so thankful that AJ opened up and share a story because mm-hmm. it's so relevant. Hey, really quick though. There's the last part of the pill, the L I got to mm-hmm. share. A quick, I'm going to condense this. I got to share a quick story because y'all know I am a sports geek. This is the let it go part is um, y'all know I'm a Los Angeles Dodgers fan. Well, the reliever on the Dodgers is a guy by the name of Greg Kimbrell. And he was just, he was blowing it. He was blowing saves and saves and saves. Well, his wife, said, you got to change your music that you come out to at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Guess what the music is? Now, as corny as this sounds, it's Let It Go. It's the Frozen, you know, the, the from Frozen, <laughs> Let It Go. I'm, I'm here to tell you. She goes, you got to let it go. So all of his, <laughs> when he cuts, this is a true story. So when he comes out, right? right. He comes out to the th- Let It Go. And he hasn't given up a run at home since they started tr- playing the music. There's Again, something to it. There's something, there's something to AJ's to pill and let it go. Yeah, it's it's extremely powerful. And the, and the reality is, you know, this topic of uh, resilience, of mental health challenges in the sales profession, a lot of what we talked about today is is um, it's important. This is this is, you know, we got into this profession because we wanted to be yep. successful this is part of the deal. It's no, no different than your baseball analogy, right? That, that batters, if you hit 300, you're crushing it. You're also missing 70% of the time and and that takes a toll. And so let's acknowledge that together. And what I love about what AJ said is this gets processed well in community. And this is why we're so, um, we're so enthusiastic uh, we're so driving community inside selling from the heart because when you could find a community of like-hearted sales professionals, that's where things happen. And uh, we're just going to scroll across the bottom of the screen because there may be some people listening who aren't a part of a community of like-hearted sales professionals, and we want you to find one. And we've got one. It's called the Selling from the Heart Insiders Group. 
just go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders and you can come check us out and get to know some new friends in that group. You, When you go to that page, sellingfromtheheart.net insiders, you'll find out about all the different things that group does to encourage and challenge and inspire and, um, and be that sounding board for each other. Well, Larry, we've got a lot of exciting things ahead. We're in Q4. We've got the Breakthrough Sales Leaders Retreat coming up here. Um, we've got uh, the Insiders Group is going strong. We've got some exciting new things coming out in Q4. We'll be announcing all of this, just the momentum. Uh, I just want to say I'm excited, Larry. I'm so fired up about the movement of authenticity in the sales profession and all that's happening. And I just want to say to everyone listening in, you're a part of it and you're an important part of it. So keep at it. Yep. And I just say the selling from the heart train, it's moving forward every day. We're gaining more and more and more momentum as people are rising up and saying no more empty suits. It's all about selling from the heart. That's right. So thank you to everybody who's sharing Selling from the Heart, leaving a review, following us and subscribing on YouTube. All of this helps us fuel the movement. And until next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, craft your comeback, and most of all, sell from the heart.